Greetings, weary wanderer, and welcome back to another edition of Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week, we are playing The Librarian's Apprentice by Dan Bronson Lowe. So Librarian's Apprentice is based off of Firelights, which some of you may remember is the same system as our friend Croker did Queenless based off of. So we're going to breeze through the rules on this one real fast. Once again, just a reminder, you're going to need some type of journal, a place to build your map, a deck of cards without the jokers, and 2d6. Anytime you need to perform an action, you're going to draw two cards from your deck. And the value of those cards will be ace one, two through ten, their value. And then jack, king, queen will be eleven. After that, you're going to roll your 2d6, add them together. If your 2d6 is higher than both cards, congratulations, you're in the light. If the dice is higher than one card, then you're in shadow. But if it's lower than both cards, you're in darkness. Now, a twist on this one is you will be getting and discovering resources. You can spend those resources anytime. Five resources will automatically find any document that you're seeking. Three resources will find you a safe place to rest, which will then allow you to clear all your fatigue. And one resource will allow you to add plus one to any action. But you have to decide before you roll, and you can do this as many times as you want. So you can spend five resources to get a plus five on your action. But it is not the best use of those resources. For the game, you're going to start out by drawing one card and placing it face up. Now, if it's a face card, shuffle that back in the deck and draw again. You're going to take a token and place it on the card to indicate that that is where you're at. And this is your librarian's office where you begin. To add a new area to the map, what you're going to do is you're going to draw two cards from the deck. And you are going to roll plus navigation. If you are in light, then you get to play either card. And then you can keep the other card for trade. We'll talk about that in a minute. If you're in shadow, you can play either card and discard the other card. And if you're in darkness, you play either card, discard the other card, and discover a complication at the new location. And then as far as where to put the card, if your new card is higher than your current location, it will go above. If it is lower, then it will go below. And if it is the same value, it'll go to either side. Now, we did mention that we were searching for documents. All right. You are a librarian's apprentice tasked with finding six documents, hoping one day to become a librarian yourself. So anytime you add a face card to the map, a document you seek is present in that area. You can describe the document using the provided tables, but then you need to get it. So hopefully you rolled either light or shadow and you can just get it. But if you roll darkness, then you are going to have to overcome your complication for overcoming complications. Your complications will have a certain value or difficulty, and you are going to have to build a stack of cards that will equal that value. So when you're addressing a complication, you're going to roll plus lore and you're going to repeat until you stacked enough cards to match the complications value or difficulty. 
So once again, you're going to draw two cards, roll plus lore. And if you're in light, you get to stack both cards against the complication. If you're in shadow, you stack either card and discard the other, but you're going to mark one fatigue. And if you're in darkness, you're going to mark one fatigue. And finally, the last thing you can do in an area is conduct research. Once again, draw two cards and you're going to roll research. And if you're in light, you can trade in both cards. Shadow, you can trade in either card and discard the other. And darkness, you will discard both cards and discover a complication. Now, for the trade, if you have a red suited card, you can trade that in to clear one fatigue. If you have a black suited card, you can trade that in for one resource. Finally, the last big thing is character creation. So you're gonna fill in a name and pronoun. You're going to assign a plus two to the skill you're best at, a plus one to the skill you're good at, and a plus zero to your remaining skill. And remember, it is dangerous to go alone. Take a familiar, pick the type, pick the skill, and it will add a plus one to that skill. But by doing that, it absorbs one fatigue in your stead, but then no longer provides the skill bonus until the fatigue is cleared. Finally, there are certain truths to your background community and library that you can answer. We will not be going over those here as that is definitely for a longer play session. And I do encourage if you're going to play this for quite a bit and really explore out that library, then start paying attention to those truths. But for a one shot, not necessary. All right, so we're going to go ahead and transition to our gameplay. And I have already taken the liberty of rolling up all my stats and maps. Now, here's the thing. Like, I know this is designed to be a little fantastical, a little whimsical. But I've been getting a lot of Warhammer 40k lore. So ours is going to be set in space. All right. We're going to be set in space. We're going to be in one of the Imperial archives doing that, which means that our familiar is going to be a servo, a nice little servo skull floating around beside us. We have a plus two in navigation, a plus one in research and a plus zero in lore. So I seem to have spent a lot of my time in the library preparing myself but not a whole lot on the actual practical applications. So we're gonna see how this goes. Immense, ever shifting, and sometimes dangerous. The library exists in a space between worlds and times. Among the many who call it home are the librarians, and only those who truly understand it may join their ranks. Steel Stash seeks to do so. The path of the librarian's apprentice is a long one. Their current task is designed to test their skills at traversing the library and finding information. Retrieve the six documents requested by the librarian before the day is out, and he will have completed one more step on his journey. Now, Steel Stash, within the archives are six documents. That must be found. Go. Go forth and seek them. All right. So to start off, I am going to immediately pull a face card. So now I need to recall that. We're going to reshuffle. 
All right, and we got the six of clubs for our librarian base. So first thing we need to do is we need to draw two cards and roll our navigation. Draw two cards and roll our navigation. Luckily, I got a three and a four, so this should be a pretty good navigation. So rolling two d6 plus two. Also, I'm going to apologize if any of these barks get through. This is what I get for trying to record while everyone is awake. All right, so I got a total of nine, which does handily beat both. We're going to keep that four because we only have four fatigue before we end up in a situation where we have to come back. So moving down to the first area of the library. So we're going to roll 2d6 three times to get our descriptor and we got four twelve twelve. actually we got two two six 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 so two two is decorative six six is workbench or so the descriptor is decorative the feature is workbenches and the category is written by the undead even in death we will continue to serve the god emperor so so this feels like a place of high-valued, high-skilled books because we have we have the workbenches. So obviously there's a there's a place to try it out. the The written by the undead feels very masters of the past. So that is what this place is going to be. All right, and since things are going well for me in this room, we're going to go ahead and conduct some research as well. So again, first thing we need to do, draw two cards. Mmm. And we got the five of hearts and the nine of spades. So this one might be a little more tricky. Especially as we only have plus one to research. But we got a nine. Which means only one card is higher. So we can trade one and discard the other. So we're going to keep that nine... And that is going to be one of our tradable resources. We will go ahead and discard. We'll go ahead and discard the five. So continuing on. Continuing on. We got the eight and queen of clubs for our new area. Which is very fortuitous. We might find our first document that we're looking for. So rolling our navigation of 2d6 plus 2. And we got a nine. So that doesn't beat the queen. However, we are in shadow, so we can play either card and discard the other one. So we're going to go ahead and discard that eight. And we're going to play this queen. And let's go ahead and roll up a description for this pretty lady. So first up, for the descriptor, we got four three, which is labyrinthine. 6-6 six, six on our feature, workbenches, and 4-3 for our category, which is never read. Labyrinthine, workbenches, never read. So it would seem that at the back of, at the back of the room where we had the master's works, we found a dusty ladder and followed that up and we found another area of workbenches, and they, they, these are all just kind of cobbled together, kind of thrown about all willy-nilly-like. And 
you know, it's creating kind of a labyrinth-like pattern on the floor. And, I mean, dust is covering everything. This looks like someplace that people haven't been to in a while. You can tell that the stuff here is not being taken care of. It's not being read. It's not being used. I mean, hell, half the benches have... Half the benches have those workman cloths just draped over them just to try to help keep them from dusting up. And let's see what type of document we might have in this area. So that's going to be 2d6 twice. And for the first description, we got 4-6, which is the pressure from. And for our second one, we got 6-2 which is knotted yarn, the pressure from knotted yarn. Well, that makes sense why that would be in an area that's not not used anymore. The the pressure of knotted yarn, that that seems very very niche. So, I can see why it would definitely be in this area. But while the rules don't say, I'm going to declare that there is a complication here. We have to face a complication in order to get this document. So we're going to roll 2d6 for our complication table just to see what complication we have. And that is 6-1, which is going to be a nosophage, which is a type of creature. The nosophage, a.k.a. bootlicker, a withered husk of a person from the burn section steals words and knowledge from documents by licking them the content appears on their skin like tattoos yeah this is a interesting and creepy creature to be running across this definitely feels like one of those gene stealer cults trying to eat away at our eat away at our dang old knowledge that we have here and these guys have a difficulty score of six. All right. So we are going to be using our lore in order to try to overcome this thing, preferably without violence, because after all, we are a librarian. And we got a nine and a jack. Not looking good for the home team right off, right off the rip there, because we are rolling 2d6 with no modification. And we got a five total, so we're going to go ahead and take one fatigue, bringing our fatigue up to one. So next up, we have a five and a seven. This seems much more manageable. Rolling our 2d6. Oh, 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 and we got a four. So that is also a failure. Bringing our fatigue up to two of four. So I'm going to trade my nine of spades in for a plus one. So I'm going to take a plus one on this roll because I need, I, I need it. I definitely need it as I got a jack and a king. So I have to beat an 11. So rolling 2d6 plus one and I got an eight. So once again, another fatigue. All right, my servo is going to whip in front of me on this one just to try to help out, which probably good because we got an eight and a queen. So my servo is going to roll 2d6 plus one because they had the plus one in lore and they got a seven. My servo doesn't help out any. 
But the bright side is I am still in it. This is probably the last round, though. Nine and a two. Nine and a two. I need to beat a nine, though, because I'm going to take fatigue regardless. And I got an 11. Outstanding. And also because I'm... So first of all, it doesn't matter because I can stack, or I will stack the nine and the two on this nosophage, and that is eleven versus the nosophage is six. We win, but because the nine and the two are both clubs, and the queen that we're, whose room we're in is also a club, then I would be able to. Actually, this is important because I misunderstood the rules. So it's not the val it's not the number of the value on the cards. I have to stack six cards on this. So because the value of the card is the same as the value of my room, the suit of the card is the same as the suit of my room. Those count as two. So my nine counts as two and my two counts as two cards. So I'm at four of six cards right now. I'm going to trade in my heart to remove one of these resources. So I no longer have any or I no longer have any tradable goods. However, I am at two of four fatigue, which may be important as we continue to do this. It, it does buy me an extra round, which might be good because we got a two of hearts and a ten of diamonds. And I doubt I'm beating the ten. I am not. I'm matching the ten, which is frustrating. But that's okay because I get to stack the two. So that brings me up to five of six. And I'm still taking one fatigue. So it's a good thing I traded in that heart from earlier. And now we're on the last round. Either this thing is going down or I'm going down. And a jack and a four. Which is going to bring up a very interesting question potentially. I could fail outright and then we don't have to worry about it. No, I got a six. So I'm in shadow. So the, rate, the way that the rules read is once you have achieved four fatigue, you have to return back to the office, the librarian's office. But that four also allowed me to accomplish this challenge. So I beat my complication, but I've hit my max fatigue. So we are going to ask the Oracle because this does have an Oracle in it. And for the Oracle, if you think the answer is likely... A yes, you would roll plus two. And if it is unlikely, you would roll zero, plus zero, otherwise plus one. So I think it is about 50-50 that I would have been able to grab the document before running away. As this was quite the hectic chase as I tried to, as I tried to get this thing towards some blank documents so that it would not be empowered by any of the any of the words or at least some silly documents you know because again this is a room that's never used that nothing in here is read so it feels very much like this also would have ended up as storage for some random stuff and i'm just kind of chucking those books at it but you know i'm getting tired this thing is disgusting i am slithering way too close to the warp powers for you 40k fans out there. So right as I convince this thing to leave, I also have to leave. But 
am I able to get the document, yes or no? And again, we're going to roll plus one against a two and a one. So I really think that I got it. And I rolled a six. So yes, I was able to grab the document before I left. But that's it for tonight. That is Librarian's Apprentice. So for the Librarian's Apprentice, I do, I like the setting. I like the, I like the feel and the very whimsical asset of it. Now, the gameplay, the gameplay it is, it is a Firelights game. Firelights by, the Firelight system is created by Rene Pierre. And Rene Pierre, I love your work. Forgive me for not pronouncing the rest of your name because I cannot do the rest of your last name. But Firelights is a great system. This is, again, this is the second game we've played in that system. The first one being Queenless, which really fun system. Highly enjoy, highly enjoy the system. And I think this does, I think that the Librarian's Apprentice uses the system well. It definitely makes sense that a librarian would not be doing like physical combat or something like that wouldn't be necessarily be getting in a fight so the fatigue system versus this game i think works out really well and again i love the librarian aesthetic i love the searching dusty tomes in order to find lost or forgotten knowledge that's all great the layout of the book so it is a it is a trifold pamphlet. It is done as a trifold pamphlet, which is fine if you are printing it. If you are not printing it and you are reading it off of your computer, then the problem you always have with trifolds is page one has the first thing that you would read, then the last two things that you would read and then page two or page two would have the bulk of everything else. But then you have to go back to page one to finish up on the rules and everything. Luckily all said and done, this would come, this comes out to two pages. If you actually printed it front to back four pages total for the PDF. But yeah, I kind of wish that I kind of wish that they had like a straight PDF book flavor you know where everything was in order like i get it this is a minor gripe that's really my biggest gripe is that you know it doesn't it doesn't do well on the computer you know and all my stuff is digital i do everything digitally so it's annoying for me and if that's going to be my biggest complaint with this game then you know that's it but no, like I said, great feel, great feel to the game, great feel to the way everything that works. I really enjoy, I really enjoy just the searching and the exploration aspect. And Firelights is definitely a great system if you're trying to do something exploration based. And, you know, if you're just trying to play an a exploration game, I highly recommend this. I highly recommend this or Queenless is another great one. Another great one for exploration type games. But yeah, Librarian's Apprentice, great game. Go check it out. 
You can find it on itch at bronsonlow.itch.io slash the-librarians-apprentice. Or as always, a link will be included in the show notes below. And then also something you may notice a little bit different. The show notes will only have the links to the game now as we do have our own website up, our own blog and website. So if you're looking for, if you're looking for this stuff actually spelled out like uh, we used to do, well then go check out blackdragondungeoncompany.com, which is going to be the best spot for you to find out about any of our past shows. I will be updating the the backlog of games that we've done on there. It'll also be a great spot for finding out about our upcoming games and any type of lore or things that we develop for our systems here at the Black Dragon Dungeon Company. But go check out Librarian's Apprentice. Go pick it up. It is only $5. And if you do get it, remember, let them know that Steel Stash sent you. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. This has been a Black Dragon Dungeon Company production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating with your podcatcher. It really helps get us out to more people and spreads our name out there. Or you can share us with a friend. Other ways you can help support the show is you can check out some of our products over on itch.io or DriveThruRPG. You can also join our Patreon to receive early access and have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you want. You can find us on Twitter at BDDC underscore pod. Or you can email us at blackdragondungeoncompany at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.